The Fashion Geeks are hosted and powered by Blueberry. That's Blueberry. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Thinking of launching a podcast? Want your episodes to be deployed smoothly? Go to Blueberry.com, type in the word fashion, and get a deal on us. Just put in the word fashion. Blueberry. Always host fly. Hello, I'm Reg. And I'm Tiff. And we're we're the the Fashion fashion Geeks. geeks. Trying to make New York. And the world. Well, New York is the world. A little flyer, one outfit. And podcast. At a time. Yo. Back again. What's up, Back y'all? again and again and again. Oh, my God. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I am glad I'm sitting in my home office, remote recording, as my co-host is? Mm. Two in a row? Yes, I know. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm getting back up on the horse. Whoa. Tiff? Is I fell really off. You? Yeah. Wow. It sounds like you. It is me. I guess it's you. <laughs> well, don't sound so disappointed uh, now. No, I'm not saying that. I'm like, <laughs> hey, I guess it's I've, you. No, I've been, <laughs> you know, I've been rolling solo here doing these individual interviews. Oh, and they've been great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you. Thank I've you. I've enjoyed them. Really, really. Appreciate really. Thank you so much. So, but Tiff, you, you, you're back in the saddle, continuing your Western reference right so uh you ready to dig your uh, spurs in and hold on tight dude yeah we, there's, there's there's a lot i know there's a lot. <laughs> you, you, you've been you've been online shopping we've been we've been doing things things have been happening <laughs> like i told you before i was only window shopping okay well it's funny that we're, we're talking about shopping because let's just get right into it. Yes, All right. been attentive. There are two pandemics. Let's talk about the pandemic that people probably thought we were going to lead with, but now we're going to follow with. COVID and fashion. COVID and fashion. Now, I mean, putting those two things together just doesn't sound right, right? COVID well, and COVID, fashion. Co- it's like, COVID, doesn't, COVID doesn't go with anything. No, <laughs> not at all. Except death. So yeah. not a topic yes. we want to really talk about. So, however, that's a great, really, illusion because retail is dying. Oh, my God. I have it's to not, say, it's, yes, it's been uh, unlike anything I I have ever experienced in my life. It's kind of like... I, when you say retail is dying, there are companies that are literally closing down. Big right. companies that you wouldn't even think would right. be closing down are closing down. And I feel like I'm losing a family member. I feel like mm. a family member has died. It's just amazing to me what's happening right now because of COVID-19. Right. In the in the in the the fashion world, the retail part of it specifically. Right. No, you're you're absolutely correct. Obviously, it's it's uh, it's taking its lumps. I think it's beyond that. Mm. Well, things things are affected. There's no question about right. that. 
and we are we're coming from New York. Yes. Uh, we we were the one first of the fashion capitals. Yep, uh, first to be one of the first in America to be hit really bad. Oh, the COVID capital. Yeah, the, the and COVID. and we're sort of uh, I think we're in phase four now of reopening. Yes. yes. Which is. Um, Thank goodness. I mean, another another big industry for the city is the restaurant industry, which is also uh, heartbreaking. The losses we've taken in that industry as well. It is it is weakened, and that's just putting it mildly. Oh my god! And you, I get in my car, I drive around, and I look. Nothing spookier than driving uh, down the avenues in Manhattan and seeing businesses. With their doors shut in the middle of sure. the day, it's sure. it's it's super scary and spooky, and it's almost um, like a scene out of a movie. Uh, and it it's kind of like even even though we're in phase four, the doors aren't open. There's signs up: no mask, no entry. Uh, some places, you know, you need to stand outside and wait to be invited in and and still half of the places the doors are closed and nobody's coming or going at all heartbreaking it is and you can thank the federal government because the mom pop businesses beyond retail but we can specifically talk about retail and obviously to your point big box places have been affected as well These places yeah. are getting these places are getting walloped. Walloped. Because in my mind, between state and federal government, no one is helping out the little people. Nope. And and uh, oh God. <laughs> and that's here's really where I dis- get that's really disappointing. Here's where I get angry again about all this. This is <laughs> this is where we're gonna have to I I had a small business once. And I did answer a survey from the government uh, inquiring about new laws and legislation and 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 uh, taxes and things like that. And I let them have it because I ended up leaving that business because it was difficult as a small business to make much of a profit. I mean, I was doing the, the business for its for the business sake and that's it there was very little profit after the governments took their piece and you take away the revenue aspect of retail businesses or any other businesses such that covid has done you've got nothing left as far as profits go and the governments tried to do something Putting together these small business initiatives, but they couldn't—they couldn't succeed. They couldn't get out of their own freaking way. A lot of a lot of the first things they offered were loans. Who the hell's gonna pay back a loan when they're not even getting any revenue in? Run. I'm gonna I'm gonna relax. Sorry, sorry about no, that. No, no, you don't have to relax. It, righteous indignation is is important. And the first people who received federal benefits under the PUA thing were Shake Shack? Were. Uh, you returned uh, it. I know. That's good. Oh, the basketball team. LA Lakers? Are you kidding me? They returned, they returned it. it. 
um, the fashion, Kanye West. He received it as well, his business. I don't think he returned it. Did he? (laughs) I'm not not sure. (laughs) I don't think he returned it. Come on. He's got millions and millions and millions of dollars. He made that very clear. With Forbes. Yep. So his placement on the line of the celebrities. mm, Right. And it's kind of like, come on, you know, you started small, too. Come on. All these businesses started small long, long ago. If you get huge, you forget who you are. The government then takes the rest. It's kind of like it's upsetting. And it's it's it, uh, you know, for a shopaholic like myself. (laughs) I miss it so much. I hear you. No, it's not right. So here's here's the thing. So you have all these interesting articles that you want to rap about. So let's let's get right into it. All right. To let's me do it. to me everything is about the new normal that we're not going backwards. We could talk about fashion. We just talk about any aspect of culture and society. That's how it's going to work. So you talk about New York. We're one of the fashion capitals. But oddly enough, why don't we go into our plane and go overseas again into Europe? Because... Before we got walloped, or as we were getting walloped as a city, Italy was getting their head handed to them. Absolutely, and right in the middle of Fashion Week. Exactly. Ding, ding, ding. That is my point. So let's wrap right? about that. I mean, literally, right. literally, at the beginning of this in February, Milan and Paris. Yep. Right? And at yep. that time... It, we were looking. We were looking over, like, "Oh, that's too bad." <laughs> and the and the industry was there. All eyes were there. The the fashion shows were ramping up. the The collections were flying all over the world to these different places to be shown at these shows on the runways. And yeah, and then somebody in the industry said, "We really shouldn't be here." Right. What? Well, that I think essentially, from a chronological standpoint. Milan, everyone was chilling. They're like, we heard about this thing. What's going on here? Uh." But then by the time the Paris show happened, people were like, "Uh uh-uh. Yep. We uh, were opting out. Yes. (laughs) In a lot of ways. For real. I like uh, one of the articles I sent you said something like, you know, the the COVID has really walloped the fashion show industry, uh, meaning uh, people were canceling reservations for hotel rooms, for flights. Uh, they were uh, not even, they were taking back their RSVPs and, and they set a climate that even Anna Wintour could not control. <laughs> I thought that was hysterical. Yes, well, you know, she's only one woman. Right, but you know, in the fashion industry, she's a giant. Uh-huh. I get it. I right. thought that was funny. No, it's cute. It's cute. It's cute. So, so let's 
you know, let's let's talk about this in, in greater depth. So yeah. to your point, Paris rolls around, people start bailing. So again, we're faced with the industry is faced with what is the new normal? What's going to happen? How will we survive, much less thrive? Right? Right. So the I think the thing that's really interesting is immediately brands figuring out, okay, if we're canceling runway shows, we're going to still have a runway show, but in a different way. So meaning now we're going to we're going to stream it. Yes. Kind of like what we're doing with our podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're now we're now remote. Yep, we're remote live streaming. <laughs> Although we're not live. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, I mean, and that clearly has been a thing. Uh, kudos to our producer search for holding it down for us. Yeah, so, baby. Very, very different yet, yet still effective. Right. So we it can is. still, it's, we can still do our thing. We can still chat. Yes. Yes. We can actually converse. So I, just, I can't see what you're wearing. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't comment on how fly you look. Oh, I'm ca- I'm casually fly. Cause I didn't go outside today. If I go outside, yeah. then to be honest, I only wear suits now if I really need to. Other than that, what I've really been doing, which in a way is homage to my late grandfather, I've been rocking the the polo shirts and tops with my slacks. All right, now you're getting casual, working the casual game. Well, yeah, but I mean, in relativity, I mean, still dress slacks and it's nice shirts, nice tops. Right. So... Yeah, and also, to be honest, I rarely wear that stuff, so I just wanted to make sure everything was fitting right. <laughs> because have you put on the COVID-19? I certainly No, have. no, no. I've lost weight. Yeah, I haven't. That's probably because you can't cook, right? So you're starving? <laughs> oh, oh, wow. 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 Okay, so you gain, and then you clap at me because I've lost. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because all I've been doing is eating. I, I yeah, I've gone up uh, two sizes. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I was just uh, having some ziti. As a matter of fact, I'm eating pasta again too. Oh, that will uh, that'll do it. Yep, it's the best comfort food ever. But anyway, <laughs> we dug your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes. So again, how I think the I think the major thing that's come out of this is. What are we going to do with selling collections? <laughs> Is it actually going to happen in real time? I don't think so. I, uh... well, it depends who you talk to because there's been a groundswell of support by major brands going, listen, spring, summer should happen in spring, summer. And fall, winter should happen in fall, winter. I as mean, opposed to, as opposed to how it's always been, that you know when you're checking out, when you when you want to get you know some swim trunks towards the end of the summer, you can't because they're winter jackets. So, mm. so yeah, to act slowing it down, slowing it down. You're talking about to be in, to, to be an actual sink with the actual 
uh, time of year. Could we do two main collections versus, for a lot of brands, six collections? Or eight. Right. Right. Because that's, yes. <clears throat> the article I sent you was talking about how the industry had gotten so, uh, so uh, into fast fashion that it was no longer, you know, spring, summer, fall, winter. It was uh, the resort collection. It was the menswear collection. It was the the pre-summer collection. It was, you know, up to like eight different seasons and having all of these shows that the industry was running themselves ragged. And that uh, with the COVID shutdown, it's basically put everything on pause and said, and just basically stopped everything and uh, given the industry an opportunity to sort of build up again from the bottom, which is what they've really been wanting um, to deal with uh, sustainability issues that the fashion industry has encountered lately. Well, to me, it's beyond sustainability. Let's talk about financial, because if you're a small brand versus these behemoths, this is this is a sigh of relief. This is the, this is the potential for a great opportunity. Yes, because you don't have the, you don't have to challenge yourself with you know putting out equal product uh, as the big behemoths. You can you can I, I, I guess it's going to be good for the boutiques. Well, again, in a, both in a down, way. It, the issue is the frequency of of lines and shows. So mm-hmm. that that's what it's about. Can we just do two seasons? Could we could we do that? And again, there are a lot of brands, and again, it's been led by the big brands, and that started a few months ago. They're saying, hey, maybe people don't really have time to produce all these collections, to your point. Right. So if we narrow this down to two, I think it, it, it could be a win-win for everybody. It's a win-win for the brands, for the consumer, and again, for the ma and pa designer on the come-up. Mm. Agreed. So. I, I, but I, we can't overlook um, the downside of that, which is something that's happening right now because of COVID. So downside? we were. The downside is uh, jobs. Uh, you you start taking away fast fashions six to eight seasons, then you're going to not need workers to produce as much. Uh, so you're going to have to cut your workforce um, because they're not needed as much. And that's that's what's happening with COVID. Um, we were talking about the fashion industry in February coming to a screeching halt. Um, collect, some collections didn't even get shown. So they couldn't get sold. So the big right. buyers couldn't buy them and then produce them. So right. the manufacturers uh, couldn't provide work for their employees. So it just went down the line. Uh, The fabric makers uh, didn't have any fabric to make because they didn't have any orders. It's it's like a lot of joblessness now because of the the pause in the industry. And this is true for every industry, not just fashion. But we're talking about it's a complete stop. And if we start up again, let's rethink this. Let's not go so hard at it. But the downside is how do we how do we 
help with the joblessness part of, of, of this pause? I think that's, a, I think that's a, an excellent point, but to, but to slightly push back, one, I don't think this is all about fast fashion. It's just about how the industry has been going on for decades. I think that's one. And I, I think, think the two, fast fashion was yeah. driving it. You know, you have to put out the, you've got to be the first one to put out the next best thing. And it's got to happen like now and like now and like now. I think that drives the, you know, the show after show after show after show, um, season collection after collection after collection. I absolutely think fast fashion is at the cause of it. See, I think couture is the culprit. Huh? You have all these, you have all these shows uh, the six shows because of those highfalutin brands. Very true. So they're they're the reason that this is happening. Like for example, I told you about these major brands, and they did this whole letter and everything. It's, it's brands here, it's brands overseas. Chanel, as far as I know, they're like, nah, <laughs> we're gonna keep on keeping on. So that's why I view. Not them per se or specifically, but them being emblematic of something bigger Mm. called couture. Couture brands have led this charge for decades. Right. So. And there can't be much of a need for couture right now because nobody's having any balls or receptions. uh, Don't get it twisted because. Really? Well, Chanel did. They did an event in June. Now, they didn't have people there. So they streamed it. Right. So it's just like you said, you're getting used to Zoom and getting used to Skype. Right. Web but meeting. who's buying so, this couture in this day and age? Where are you going to wear people, it? People who can afford it. Mm. With nothing better to do, I guess. I mean, if you think about it, there is nothing more to do besides eat, drink and go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about surviving in advance, so. Yeah, I'll add I'll add something to that. So this is this is really this is really the head scratcher. So but I think I think it's legit. I mean, I think it's in measures in in situations like this, you have the opportunity to be innovative. So bringing forth new ideas, that's what these opportunities can engender. Mm -hmm. So I, for one, I'm. Listen, I'm open and I'm curious. Right. Let's see what happens. Let's see if the little guy, let's see if the little guy champions. David and Goliath. Ted out. That's, that's, see, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what you're trying to get me to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pulling teeth, isn't it? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. You had mentioned the big stores. Yes. So you didn't get to listen to the last interview. The last interview, we bemoaned the, uh, Chapter 11 status of Brooks Brothers. Oh, yeah. But since then, L&T, yep. my cousin affectionately called because he worked with them. Lord yep. & Taylor, Men's Warehouse. I was going to say that. And Joss A. Banks. Yes. Uh, Joseph A. Joseph A. Bank. Banks. Yeah. I hate Men's Warehouse. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But, well, it's, yeah, it's kind of like the... It's the everyman suit. There's nothing to hate. That could be a launching. That could be a launching pad for somebody's entree into wearing suits. <laughs> well, listen, I don't, I don't wish, I don't wish any of these companies, but 
some uh, some things are held in stark relief because of this unique epic of time. What so, mean? well, meaning, hey, the way they were running their business maybe wasn't as sustaining as we thought it would be, and then this situation occurs, and then it proves it. Mm, interesting. So, yeah. So, and I don't, you know, I, again, I don't, I don't wish that on these brands. I mean, we talked about Brooks. I'm the farthest thing from the Brooks customer. I do have some Brooks pieces, but one right. is certainly not the other. And again, L&T, you know, right. similar thing. I have one item from L&T from, you know, I mean, that's it. So I'm not, I'm not the target, but again. Wow. One of mine is, is gone. Lucky Brands. I love Lucky Brands. You know, I've got a very bohemian kind of vibe in my casual wear, and uh, it's a lot of Lucky Brand pieces. And, yeah, they filed. Um, This is something I wanted to talk about, too, you know, filing for Chapter 11, Chapter 13, and then closing. Those are three very different things. Right, I was about to say, because just because you do 11, as we discussed in the previous episode, uh, the previous before your reawakening, uh, Chapter 11 doesn't mean that it's gone. And it's, it's just a shop. restructuring. J. Crew. And I'm, I'm decently yes. a J. Crew guy. So I've been representing J. Crew since psh, the 80s, on and off. Mm-hmm. Again, not a target customer, but I still like J. Crew. Shout out to my <laughs> boy, Jared Good, J. Good. So. J. Crew. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I'd love to bring him on, but he's podcast shy. He uh, he's the uh, he's the storyteller behind Jacru, so uh, I got that term from him. Okay. So they declared what over a month ago, I believe. Yeah, they were the, one of the first. Yes. So, so which was shocking because I was like, "Wow!" But again, I get emails from them. Go go on down, click on your mouse, have a good time. Buy some right. stuff. So I just praying that Macy's doesn't doesn't go, you know. I what what came to mind was a couple of episodes back we talked about Macy's plans with a 34th Street flagship store going up, building up. I yeah. Oh my now. gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah, but that's <laughs> not happening now. <laughs> but you people can go shopping. Are, you pe- can go shopping in Macy's. People are shopping, people are finding their way. Yep. But so, it's limited. You can't. I have to tell you, I did an excursion the other day, Reg. What? I did. What did you do? I went to Bed Bath and Beyond. What? Because I, uh, what exactly did I need? Yeah, I was gonna say, what did you need, and where, in which location? Well, we went to, oh, a a birthday gift. I was buying a birthday gift. And I went online, and I couldn't get it shipped in time. So I said, okay, there's there's a Bed Bath & Beyond store in in Queens. It's it's on 25th Avenue in Elmhurst, Queens. Oh. And and so I, 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 my husband and I drove there, all masked up. Wanted to go in because online said they had it in the store, the, the gift I wanted to get. Right, right. And so we went in, and of course the signs are there. You must wear a mask. 
you you have to you know six feet dif- uh, distance and it's on the floors and all the markings right. and dude people were passing by me in, in one feet away two feet away maybe and I was like freaking out freaking, I'm like freaking freaking that. out because it's like well, you does, is anybody else not seeing the rules here <laughs> yeah stay away I mean this one dude got right up in my face and I'm like oh my god and all right we we were looking and we, we couldn't find it I'm like let's go we're out of here we're out of here. And so we left. We couldn't find it there. And what? We ended, yeah, we ended up, somehow we ended up further out in Queens. Um, gosh, I wish I, I could remember. Port Washington. So we weren't even in Queens. We were in Long Island. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was like, that's not right. That's Long Island. So yeah. we were there. We went there. We went there for some, I, I don't know why. Took a drive to get out of the house, I guess. Uh, and lo and behold, there was a Bed Bath and Beyond, and I'm like, okay, let's see if uh, if because this is you know it's out in Port Washington, out on the island, so you would there's fewer people. It's not Queens. It's a bigger store. There's more space. Um, let's check it out. And we right. pull around, and it's right next to a Whole Foods. Totally getting off the subject a little bit. There's a Whole Foods, and there's a line out down the parking lot and around the parking lot to get into Whole Foods. And I go, is that for Bed Bath & Beyond? (laughs) And and we looked and we discerned, no, it was not. That was Bed Bath & Beyond. There was not a line and there was maybe 10 people in the store. So, and it was a big store. It was two floors, a big escalator. Oh, wow. Yep. And we found what we found what we needed. I found the birthday gift, but that was my first time venturing out shopping COVID sho- after COVID shopping. And it's not even after. We still, yeah, no, we're right. still it's in COVID, it. It's COVID shopping. It's COVID shopping. So that was an experience. Um, <clears throat> but it was a big box. And, and they, they had the same safety measures that everyone else is stating. There's just, you try to find an associate anywhere, and you can't find anybody to help you. <laughs> wow. Just people behind the register. I found not a single associate. Nobody to complain to about the lack of social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody to say, uh, I can't find this item, but online it says you have it, but you don't have it because I can't find it. So right. it was an interesting, but I kind of have to say that we left and I'm like, okay, that wasn't bad. I might, I might want to put my, my second peaky toe in. I might want to do it. So... Have you done any in-store COVID shopping? In-store clothes shopping? COVID shopping. In-store. Oh, COVID shopping. Yeah. Well, I mean, I go, I grocery, go grocery shopping every Saturday. <laughs> During the course of the week, if there's some produce that I've forgotten, I venture out into my neighborhood. So really, it's about groceries for me. Mm-hmm. But I clothing? Go see- clothing? Yeah. Going to no. I mean, first of all, you know who you're talking to. Like, what do I need? So, <laughs> I really, the man whose closets have closets. Right. <laughs> My clothes have clothes. Come on. Right, and so. you're not having to leave the house to, for any kind of business meeting or any kind of. Are you doing any? I guess you can't. You can't do I any. I haven't done any in-home. business. I haven't done any business with clients. Matter of fact. I need to do another edition of my newsletter. So I've been somewhat procrastinating, but I'm going to try to tackle it this week and maybe send it out this week or early next week. 
I mean, so, procrastination is the number one thing in this game. I mean, because there's always tomorrow. Because well, <laughs> we're, we're really, not going to change. It's going to be the same COVID stuff that it's been. No, I do things throughout the course of the day. I mean, I wake up regular time, but I think what happens is I just get caught up in less important stuff. And then I look at the end of the day and I'm like, oh, my day's done. Prioritizing so, is difficult. Yeah, I guess. I mean, and speaking I'm, apparently is difficult for me as well. Speaking, <laughs> I'm constantly doing stuff, but you know, I just let the time slip by me. So, mm-hmm. but no, I, I've done no clothing shopping outside in the time of COVID. So. Well, you can now. The stores are open, and Reg, well, they're not, calling your not, name. But not, they're not calling my name. Not every store. And the reason why I say that is particularly because I follow them on Insta and also I was I listened to a webinar by this gentleman. So Rothman's in Manhattan has still not opened yet. Really? And Rothman's got their plate glass smashed during wow. protesting a few months ago. Did they get and looted or just the glass was broken? No, they probably got looted. I didn't follow it that closely. Mm-hmm. His Scarsdale location has been open, and he's been doing yard sales, essentially. So he's got... I think that's awesome. One thing I have to say is seeing... So I said the sad part of uh, earlier about the businesses' doors not opening or people standing outside waiting to get in. But there is an upside to what I'm also seeing, and that is the ingenuity that I see a lot of businesses... Um, showing and how they are adapting and working with this new normal. And I just want to say I've seen some creative stuff and it's very, very heartening. Well, would you care to elaborate? Well, like you drive down the street and it's like all of the restaurants that are open, all of them have a sidewalk cafe. And it's not just on the sidewalk. It's it's in the parking spaces on the road. So it's as big a space outside now that they had inside. So they're finally starting to get revenue numbers up. And there have been some retailers that also, like you said, have sidewalk sales. They're putting things out on sidewalks. I specifically saw um, there's a thrift store in my area that has racks and racks of stuff outside because there's still some people who won't go inside to shop because, you know, thrift stores are tight. You know, it's already hard enough to get through um, all those racks and racks of things, um, you know, right up under somebody. And, you know, there's there's no way to social distance, really, right. in some of these thrift stores. So, right. So they're getting in, they're getting, I've seen them with racks outside on the sidewalk and I have stopped. Oh, I was going to say, I know, I know you, you put that touch. car, you went. Arr! I didn't touch. I just stopped and I looked because stopped I don't know what. Stopped and you gawked? You didn't I, I got to tell you, I don't know what it is about me and thrift stores. It's just, it's about, it's about hunting and treasure hunting. That's what it's about for me. I think it's fun because I also like to get deals, bargain hunting, get deals, sure. finding you know, I found a couture dress one time, and I paid maybe 15% of the retail price. Wow. Woo. And it was brand new. The tags were still on it. 
Mm. And I and I I was actually shopping for a wedding occasion, and that it just you, you, falling in my lap doesn't even describe <laughs> the opportunity that was. It was mm. amazing, and just the pure excitement of. I got a couture piece and I didn't pay full price. It's good. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. Do you thrift shop? No. Have you ever thrift no. shop? Can you buy menswear? Really nice menswear. Can you score like that in thrift stores? Well, that's two separate questions. One, no, not really. And two, yes, you can. So. All right. So this is a wonderful segue. So you're talking about every retailer, but let's let's you know remain specific and germane to fashion. The ingenuity I applaud, I still feel so sad because the numbers are at a subsistence level. Yeah. And again, I blame the government. I blame the yep. Fed and I blame local. They're not helping these small businesses that desperately need it, that are the lifebloods of neighborhoods yep. throughout this country, much less this city. I so, wonder what the data is. How much does retail bring in, the industry of fashion retail bring into New York uh, on a daily basis prior to COVID? I don't, I mean, I don't know, but I mean, again, that'd be an interesting I mean, number to look it's, at. It's significant. You it's know, huge. Having it in front of me, right? It's, a, and, it's significant. And, and what is it now? What is it? it it's got to be the like scra- a- Listen, I know this is not fashion, but I I know some of the restaurant tours in my neighborhood, and I'm in a popular neighborhood. And the two owners I know, one is a very popular restaurant, and another one's a pizza shop. So the very popular restaurant, people come from all over, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they're cool dudes. And then the pizza shop is, again, as I aforementioned, a lifeblood. It's been around for decades. Listen, if they're they're operating at 20%, that's a blessing. Right. So, But how does that cover... That doesn't cover it, rent. It, it bailed, that's my point. That's my that's my twenty percent exactly, of your revenue doesn't cover that's exact, rent. That's my point. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. my point. It doesn't cover and then, rent. Yeah, and it then let's talk about electricity. It doesn't that's cover my, that's your my point, point of sale. That's um, my point. Yeah. That's my point. I mean, I know it's a cliche, but we really are all in this together. Yep. And I'm not saying that owners, landlords should just look the other way. But they got to pay mortgages. Probably. Property but, but taxes. The point is, to me, this is all like domino. This is dominoes. All these things are impacted, affect the other. And to me, I, I'm sorry. This is where the government needs to step in. Because to your example, so the retailer can't afford the monthly nut. So that individual needs relief. The landlord has a mortgage. They need relief. The bank isn't getting all their money. They need relief. So, but again, it definitely should be a proportional relief. Right. So when you're seeing these big muckety mucks, I think like Lockheed Martin applied 
and they and they were killing it financially, and they're and they're looking for stuff. So it's like, come on, guys, really? So let's let's talk about the vintage, the fashion stuff, right? Because I'm not I'm not really into that. So, but it's it's great that you mentioned it because I definitely I definitely have some examples, right? So well, you also donate to the Bowery Mission, so yeah, I do. You 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 create revenue, you bring revenue to the uh, the vintage thrift market. Thank you, Rich. Well, I don't know how I I don't know how I do that. I mean, when I'm giving to the Bowery Mission, that's well, going then- that's going to their crew that are disenfranchised that that need clothing. So I do that out of the goodness of my heart. I mean, that's how I was raised. That's how I continue to live as an adult. So remember doing that. This is not like a, a goodwill donation. Right. So, uh, no, they, they don't, they don't have a Bowery mission store. <laughs> no, so, no, <clears throat> no but- that, that, that gear goes to the down and out individuals who utilize the social services of the Bowery mission. That's why I do it. It's the only reason why I do it. It's the closest thing I could do versus doing it at church. Right. So, but getting into that vintage thing, unlike you, I've never been a thrift store person, vintage. I mean, I'm like the antithesis. I'm not that guy. No. In the least. (laughs) I just, not that patient. Heck, even when I was growing up, Seeing my mom go to the Lower East Side with me in tow, you have to understand my initial retail experiences. I was I was the miniature version of these husbands. <laughs> oh, oh no! We're going shopping again with the ladies, and they do these things. And uh, uh, <laughs> where can I sit? And you know, I'm a little kid. Right. That's the uh, first thing my husband does whenever we go into a store together. He looks for his sitting spot. <laughs> one of the best memories I can recall right now off the dome is going to Macy's at 34th Street. And I was a little Reggie at the time. So sitting in my sitting in a chair, legs dangling, and flanked with me like husbands. Right. Just, you know, we were all in this together. Yep. So again, my initial experiences, I was like, ew, shopping. Blech. It's girl stuff. Ladies. Mm. Ugh, ugh. Where's my chair? Now, of course, I, I couldn't be more different. <laughs> I, I lead the charge. Yeah, you, Let's go. Yeah, you do. Oh, my God. I really do. I I've, really I've do. been shopping with you. I know. <laughs> Love to do it. But I've never, ever been into thrift stores. I haven't. But I'm glad that you're asking me that because there are two spots in neighborhoods beside my neighborhood that have really been up against it. Mm, so I, I bet. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Because, again, I'm. I've never liked it. I remember when I went to NYU in undergrad, so there were a lot of spots, like on St. Mark's. There were a lot yep. of spots on Broadway. Oh, Antique, my God. St. Mark's in the old day? Yes. Yeah. Antique boutique? Yes. I bought, like, one thing there, two things there. 
but I was not really that guy. And really, if I ever wanted to try to do like some old school thing, I yeah. raided my grandpa's closet. I'm about ready to say you already, because your your pocket squares, most of your pocket squares you wear these days, well, <laughs> prior to COVID, uh, were your grandfather's. So you did kind of sort of work doing that vintage thing. Well, yeah, but, let, but let's be clear. So when I was growing up and that new wave stuff was going on, so big, oversized, mm. my grandfather was a big dude. I was not a big dude. My grandfather was like a 48. Wow. Yeah, 46. He was big and he was broad. Wow. So, So anything I rocked of his was like... You were in fashion. It looked right. It looked crazy on me. So, <laughs> so those are the things I snagged. The the pocket squares that happened due to my mom's passing, and then when I went through my grandparents' place, I was fortunate enough to find just a few things because a lot of the stuff was gone, which broke my heart. I right. had really wanted to look at my grandpa's old suits. Right. When I opened that closet and found nothing was there, I, it weakened me. Mm. It really, and it saddened me because I want I wanted to revisit because he was such a fashionable man. He was he was my hero in that regard, but overall, and I wanted to I wanted to reflect, and I didn't get that chance. But I was so fortunate that at least there were some pocket squares left in his chest of drawers, so I didn't get to have the experience that I wanted to with the closet, and it still it still gnaws at me. Right. I acknowledge that. So, but anyway. Getting, getting straight to the point, not really that guy. So, but there are two spots that I wanted to talk about with you that in adjoining neighborhoods in actually different directions that have really been affected, and they're, they're your spots. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, well, they're men's, but still, I know particularly one, one you would lose, you'd lose your mind. So, yeah, God, I would so, love to yeah, go there. Yeah. Hey, 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 it could still happen for you. So let me, so let me, so let me break it down. Well, I so, thought you were going to tell me that they're closed. Well, I'm giving an alpha and omega story. So I'm okay. going to talk about two spots. One is wooden sleepers. Okay. Shout out out in Red Hook. And uh, the other one is Crowley Vintage over in Gowanus. All so, right. Two, two neighborhoods have really changed over yes, since I've yes. come to the city. Yes, understatement. So uh, I live between those two. So wooden sleepers around a month ago, it's a wrap. Oh, no really? Point. Yep, yep. So they were on Van Brunt. I used to walk by there. I knew a little bit about them, followed them on Insta. Again, I'm not their customer. So, but I understood their steez and it wasn't mine. And yeah, I once, I was looking at my Insta and he was like, yo, I tried in March. I thought I was going to keep on doing it. It's a wrap. I'm a father. It's about safety. And his spot was small. Like it was cute. And I never went in to be clear, but it was small. It was like 400 square feet. So that's the uh, hybrid of foot and feet. <laughs> so, so he was like, it's a wrap. And the reason why I brought them up, not just because of the proximity, but because he was actually selling not gear. He had a laundry cart in those big canvas joints. And uh, okay. big up to my boy, uh, Jay Good, Jared Gooding of Please Space. 
I hit him up and I was like, yo, man, you should run over there and get one of those carts for your business. So he did that. So the spirit of wooden sleepers is in police space with a uh, big old canvas laundry cart. So <sighs> he, yeah, he would, but, but what's interesting about that owner, which I really give him props. His name is Brian Davis. He's like, yo, when I come back, I'm coming back strong. I'm coming back big. I'm coming back with a space that's going to double or triple the one I currently had. Wow. All right. Yeah. So <clears throat> you got to give him credit for that. But he, I'm looking he at took, it online. Dude, this place is awesome. This is a vintage store. Yeah. He was in GQ because I remember reading my Jeek and I was like, that spot's uh, crushed down for me. <laughs> so I walked by and even I mentioned to Jared. I was like, hey, do you know wooden sleepers? And he was like, nah. I said, yeah, it's on Van Brunt. So, because sometimes I would go to the fairway, which may be no longer as well. Right. So, so that's one. That's one side of it. The other side is Crowley Vintage. Now Crowley Vintage is over in Gowanus, and they're on Third Avenue. Matter of fact, I didn't realize this. Again, I follow him on Institute. He's on the same block as a bridal shop uh, that my friend works at. Now, he did something that I know you'll like. Um, and I've got a... Oh, and actually, I just realized. Remember the guest we had, Yvonne? Yeah. He loves vintage. He well, loves I know. Vintage. Yes, he does. He drinks it. He eats it. He'd smoke it if he could. He should go to the, the store. Well, he has. Ah! <laughs> Repeatedly. Okay. But also recently, because Crowley Vintage, they have been doing stuff online now and sending out mad packages. But he had a yard sale. No shit. That's And awesome. I went. And? I went. And? Well, I thought just that would you'd be shocked. Well, yes, you went, went. but did you buy? I went with my client slash friend, Tony Harris. Big shout out, Tony Harris, who you know, but you can't remember. <laughs> you always and, say that. Because it's true. It's true. You both were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely know him. Okay. So we went. And as I'm known to do, I was like, Tony, you should look at the stuff. I'm just going to stand here. And... Uh, he went over to the shirts. He had stuff in rods. So let you know his breakdown. He had like he had some rods and he had tables. He was playing some music. And clearly it seemed like almost everyone there was a was an existing customer. He knew everybody. Wow. He did not know me, did not know my boy. And actually, we saw we saw one of the neighborhood guys. I think he bought like some tails. He was just walking down the street all drunk. I was like, oh my God, this is a deal. What? Yeah, for real. And matter of fact, he ended up coming to my neighborhood. I said, hey man, I saw you on Third Avenue. Wow. Yeah, he was with another guy. Just High walking with tails. Yeah, yeah. High as a kite. So, uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> well, if you're going to be high, being high and fabulous is even Yeah, better. yeah, yeah. He was fly. He was fly and he was high. So. <laughs> fly and high. Oh, I love it. 
So my boys started checking out shirts, and some of them were sized out, but some of them were not. And my boy mentioned it to the proprietor, Mr. Crowley, and uh, he said, well, you could take them out the plastic and try them. Well, you didn't have to tell me that twice. Dress shirts? I'll take a gander. Were these brand new? You said take them out of the plastic? That's right. Vintage brand new. Vintage brand new? Yep, er. Holy cow. I was down for two. Did you really? Good for you. Reg, finally. Finally. I'm a vintage guy now. Oh, I'm so proud. Give me my badge. I'm so (laughs) proud. Good for you. I want to go to this place. Well, he only did it that once. He hasn't announced another he hasn't announced another one. So but my point is I recently I I watch him a lot on IG stories and he was like, Don't get it twisted. He said, I'm operating at around twenty, twenty five percent. And he was like, thank you so much. One of his clients paid his rent for one of the months. Yeah, that's amazing. That is amazing. But he's struggling. He's struggling. He was quoted as saying it is so much harder to sell this stuff online versus someone comes in the store. They like it. They put it on. They go, I'll take it. Yeah, because and that's the thing. It becomes two-dimensional online. It's just a little photograph of an item. Uh, The whole thing about vintage shopping and thrift store shopping is the feeling that you get when you find something that's sort of so amazing. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. You saw those shirts, and... And you're like, what? And it turns you from a uh, not a vintage dude into a vintage dude. I mean, it, it absolutely changed you as a I person. I am not a vintage dude. Well, I, you, am a, okay. I am a man. An appreciator who, of some vintage aspects of fashion. How is that? I bought Hello. two nice shirts at a vintage stop. That was, yeah, that was yeah. You like vintage watches, too, I know. I do. Now, that, yeah, but that's different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's not, I mean, that's apples and oranges, right? Yes, right. I do. Yes, I, I definitely do. Love and I, I can't imagine, watch. another aspect that just came to mind is, um, how do you, I mean, thrift stores are most of the time one of a kind. You can't put all of your stuff online. I mean, that it would it would be a job in and of itself. You'd have to get, you know, first of all, you'd have, It'd take forever to take pictures of everything, and once that's sold, you got to take right. it off off the uh, the online space because it's already sold. It's it's I can't imagine vintage stores and thrift stores going online like like other brands are doing. It is Herculean. He's a one uh, Crowley is a one person operation, mm. and he he's going he's going through it. Wow. So. I mean, to be honest, I'm actually scratching my head about, hey, is it does it make sense to do another yard sale? I mean, he knows his business is not for me to it's not for me to question. Right. He the bottom line is no matter who you are, it's all hands on deck. And this is a really tough time. And And it's time time for people to get out there and spend their money. (laughs) For the ones who have it, Tiff. Right. Because what I've been hearing, not everyone does. They so don't. they don't. And you know what? Those who do are saving it because right they're freaking out. 
They're like, that makes sense. What if I can't find a job for another year or two? Right. I got to hold on to this money. They're not buying. They're not shopping. Right. There's really literally no thing. That's not a such thing as a disposable income right now. Right. And according, there was some study that was done uh, recently that uh, that thrift stores allegedly that was the sweet spot, uh, you know, economically. But in store sales, I mean, again, a store is a store is a store in COVID. So you're 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 at a subsistence level right now. Mm hmm. And uh, that's not right. But I but in in your vein, I am happy that I could support no matter how small by the purchase of two shirts and local, small yeah. and local. Absolutely. So good for you. Good for you. Well, it's good for everyone involved. <sighs> and I let my community board know that because <laughs> we we represent them on the community. board. That good. Good, good, good. And it's good to have a voice like yours on the community board to for you can you have so much you can be heard. You're on the community board. You can help these small businesses with, I guess, the community board in a way. I I, I don't know. I don't you know, I'm not on a community board. I don't I've dealt with them in my past businesses. But uh, I mean, there's got to be some way that community boards in every community can sort of help shore up businesses that make their community what they are. To be candid, I don't think there's much we can do. This is a, a much bigger and higher pay grade. Just be a big, just be a voice, a bigger voice for them, I guess. My point is step up federal government. Mm. Well, absolutely. For sure. This is definitely well, going to be a different world. Yeah, it is. From where you come from. Tiff? Reg? It's, uh, it's good talking to you way out there in Q Borough. <laughs> I like to see you. Uh, like to, like to, I like talking to you in B-Town as well. Uh, that is not what we call BK, but uh, I, know you, <laughs> I just I know made that. I know, I, yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> I know you're a little tired. <laughs> I am tired. This is a workout these days. <laughs> This is probably the first thing I've done in three months. <laughs> well, it's a good start. Besides laundry, of course. I'm well, right. I'm Tiff. We will see and hear you next time. What were you going to say, Tiff? I was going to say it's been real. It always is. Yeah. Thanks for always. everybody listening. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tiff. Uh, you take it down. <laughs> <laughs> that was me putting on the brakes. That's okay. I'm Reg. And I'm Tiff. Here and remember. <laughs> no, okay. Really, Tiff? <laughs> I'm Reg. She's Tiff. We'll see you next time. And remember, right. always, always be, be fly. fly. <laughs>